Hey career girls, it's Dorianne from yourcareergirl.com and you're inside episode 19 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. So excited about today's topic. We are going to be talking about how to navigate your career as a black woman. This is something I've wanted to talk about since forever, since the beginning of this podcast, but I had to gather my thoughts and make sure that I, you know, really presented this in the right way. And so really excited to talk about this, really excited to get into what you need to be thinking about as a black woman at work. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to introduce myself. If this is your first time listening to the Deeper Than Work podcast, I am an HR expert, a career strategist, and the creator of YourCareerGirl.com, which is an online career coaching agency for top-performing and ambitious women professionals who know that their career is deeper than just work. It's more than just a job. And they're interested in reaching the highest heights of success. So on this podcast, I provide the tools, the tips, the techniques to help you navigate your career, get to the upper echelons of your industry, and have all the success and the money and the notoriety and everything you want in your career. So that's a little bit about me and what we do here on Deeper Than Work. Welcome. If this is not your first time, if you're a veteran, then hey, what's up? Glad you're here again. So today's topic, like I said, is something I'm really, really excited about, how to navigate your career as a black woman. Um, so let's get into it. Let's, let's jump in. Before I go, before though, before I tell you my tips and before I tell you what you need to be thinking about as a black woman, I want to set the stage a little bit. I want to talk you through what it's like to actually be a black woman at work. I think we should start there. So part of why this even needs to be a conversation, part of why I'm taking the time to talk through this is because there are specific nuances to being a black woman that really hold us back, that really are barriers in our career. And if we're not thinking about these barriers, if we're not thinking about how these things affect our career, then we can overlook them and we could not notice them. I mean, they're still there. We still have to deal with them, but we're not being intentional about how to overcome them because we're not even, you know, speaking to what they are. So I'm going to break down the three things that black women have to deal with, the three barriers that we have in our careers that sometimes hold us back. The first thing is that we are dealing with bias every single day, whether it's unconscious bias and that the people who are perpetrating it against us don't even realize they're doing it, or whether it's conscious bias. They know that they're, <laughs> they're being biased against us. They know their stereotypes. They don't care. They're going to do it anyway. Either way, either no matter what the underlying reason is, the, the point is we have to deal with bias. We have to deal with the fact that, you know, if we come into work and we are passionate about something that we've heard or we are passionate about a specific topic that we can be perceived as hostile. That if something has happened that we're not necessarily happy with and we're expressing our unhappiness with this topic, then we're the angry black woman. Or if we're being reserved and we're trying to think through what's being said to us and holding our opinion until we can make an informed one, then we're being passive. 
It can definitely feel like a lose-lose situation sometimes being a black woman at work. No matter what we do, it's like someone's feeling something and it, it can negatively impact our work. Another thing we have to deal with is the fact that there's hardly anyone that we can look up to in senior positions that look like us. If you're going to work day in and day out and you're paying your dues and you're doing what you need to do and you look up into the C-suite and you look up at all these you know, senior leaders at your company and not one of them are black women, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel like you can actually achieve the success that you want? You start to feel like, damn, it must not be possible for me. I might never get to where I want to get to. I might never, you know, be in a leadership position here at this company. There's so many psychological implications to not seeing people successful who look at you. You wouldn't even believe. And this could this is a this is a huge barrier for us. Whether we feel like because there's no one there, we can't get there, so I'm not even going to try as hard. You know, it's just it's hard. How do you find someone who you can model your career after if there's no one there. The third barrier is that it's harder to belong. It's harder to feel like you belong at a place if there's no one there in your support network, if there's no one there that is making you feel like you're part of the team. Lots of companies talk about diversity and inclusion. I'm in HR. It's something that we focus on, diversity and inclusion, diversity and inclusion. But what about belonging? So yes, you can have all these practices to hire more, you know, black people, more black women to, you know, go out to schools and, 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 and recruit and do all these things and to make sure that you're giving people chances through the interview process. You can do all of that. But once, once we get there, once we're at your company, then what, what are you doing to make sure that we feel like we belong? And so those three things, dealing with the bias you know, not seeing people who are senior, who we can look up to, not having that sense of belonging and feeling like people get you at work. These are three huge things that impact our career as black women. And whether we realize it or not, they're barriers that we have to overcome. And so I want to talk through some ways that you should be taking control of your career in, in light of these barriers that we have to deal with this is how you should be navigating through them. This is what you should do to overcome them, to overcompensate for the fact that we're already starting, you know, from a position of like disadvantage, just to keep it real with you. We're already disadvantaged as black women at work. We have to work twice as hard. And people know that, people say that, but I don't think people understand what it really means to have to give 150, 200% of yourself just to get the same level of results as someone else. What does it actually look like? What does it actually mean? Well, the first thing that you need to do as a black woman who wants to succeed in her career is you need to build your support network. You need to be intentional about the people that you're putting in your network. And that network needs to include people who look like you. Now, it may be hard, it may be difficult. You may be in an industry or a company where it's not that diverse. You don't have that many people to pull from. Well, then where else can you find a support network of people who look like you? Is it, you know, 
former colleagues? Is it former advisors, former teachers, bosses? Like try to find people who understand what it's like to be a black woman at work that you can vent to, that can support you, that can provide you with advice. Other people in other demographics have these networks. They have people who've kind of been there, done that, and can talk them through how to deal with a specific situation and coach them through a process or how you should word that email or what you should say in that meeting. As a black woman, you need to proactively go out and create that network for yourself. You need to find people who look like you. Are there any black alliances within your job? Any affinity groups for black people? Or if it's not in your job, do you want to create one? Do you want to band together and create a platform for people who look like you to express themselves? Say you don't have the numbers or you don't want to create one, then is there something industry-wide? Is there some somewhere else where you can find people who look like you and who understand what it's like to be in your shoes and connect with them? You've got to be proactive about it. You cannot just sit back and wait for people to find you. As a black woman at work, a lot of you know what's going to make you successful is this idea of being proactive. And the first place to be proactive is in building your network. You want to be intentional about it. You may not want to. You may not feel like it. You may not. You may say, I'm an introvert. I just don't want to. Okay, but which do you want more? Do you want to stay in your lane and kind of stay behind the scenes more than you want to be successful in your career? Because, again, in order to reach to those levels of success, you've got to build that network. The second thing you need to do is while you're building that network, while you have that support system in place, proactively also seek out career champions. These are people who are going to have your back. These are people who are going to support you in your career. And not only that, they have the power to influence and to to make decisions and to influence other people to make decisions that are going to positively impact your career. These people don't have to be black and truth be told, they probably won't be. When we think about some, you know, industries and some companies, it's, there's no one there that you can say, okay, there's the black executive. Let me, you know, build a relationship. It's hard to do that because that person just doesn't exist. But these career champions, they they can be anywhere. You have to proactively go out and find them and reach them. The thing about you know, relationships and connections and mentors and all of these things is that people feel more comfortable with others that they can relate to, that look like them, that remind them in some way of themselves and they share similarities. So while other people may have people pluck them out and say, hey, I want to mentor you. I want to be your champion. I want to help you. I want to advocate for you because we don't have that population of leaders within our, you know, a lot of our industries and a lot of our companies, there might not be someone coming to reach out to you. So you've got to take it upon yourself to go seek these people out, to go seek people that you can build relationships with, people that can advocate for you and speak about you when you're not in the room to someone who has the power to make decisions and who has 
influence over your career. It's not time to be shy. It's not time to, you know, fall back. In order to achieve these levels of success, you've got to build out this group of champions for yourself. The other thing that you need to do is focus on being authentic. Now, I know that might sound counterintuitive. You might feel like, well, they have all these stereotypes about me. They have all these biases. I don't want to be too real. I don't want to keep it too real. And then they, it furthers their thoughts, you know, or they say, you see, I knew that, you know, people, they felt X, Y, and Z. But think about it this way. The, the fact that you're different, the fact that you're unique, you can leverage that and that actually makes you more valuable. Now, I'm not saying to, you know, tell all your business. Being authentic does not mean telling all your business. I think that's a misconception people have. You don't have to tell them what you did, you know, this weekend and who you hung out with and all what's going on in your house. You don't need to say all that. But being authentic is expressing your ideas, expressing yourself, speaking up when something bothers you. And of course you're doing that in a professional way. Of course you're doing that in a way that's appropriate for the situation and appropriate for the audience that you're giving it to. But don't shy away from expressing yourself. If you see instances of you know unconscious bias happening or things where you're feeling shut out, express yourself. There have been instances where I was the recipient of some sort of bias based on you know being a woman, being a black woman, and I had to feel confident and empowered to express the way that I felt. And did I go in there all guns blazing and upset and you're going to listen to me? No, I was professional about it, but I'm going to speak up about what it's like. My experience as a black woman at work is unique. It's valuable. And I'm going to use that to my advantage. I've been known to say, well, as a black woman here, I actually disagree that this is the, the image that we portray to minority candidates when they're you know looking to apply for a job. I'm gonna use my perspective to inform my point of view. I'm gonna speak up about what it's like to be in my shoes and speak up to, about things that, that bother me and about how I feel because I wanna bring myself to work. I wanna be authentic and I want to create and develop my voice and my value at work. Other people are doing that. Other people are not afraid to say how they feel and what's going on with them and how their perspective informs their choices. So we as black women need to do the same. The next thing you need to do is also seize high profile opportunities. Seize them. And if, if you're not getting these opportunities, then create them. Think about times where we're asked, hey, do you want to be a part of this task force? Do you want to go on this trip? Do you want to travel here? Do you want to do this? Are you saying yes? Are you saying no? Like, what, what are you doing to seize the opportunities that come your way? And maybe you won't feel like it sometimes. Maybe you don't want to. But this goes back to having to work twice as hard. We don't have the luxury of, you know, we're not in a position where we can turn down these opportunities where we're going to rub elbows with executives, where we're going to, you know, be around and be, be, see these people who are making decisions and interact with them. We're not in a position to do that, to say no to these things. So it's in your best interest to seize the opportunities as they come. And if they're not coming for whatever reason, whether it is because of bias or it is because you're being overlooked, 
that you got to create those opportunities. How can you add value? What contribution can you make on your team right now? I'm sure there's a gap somewhere. How can you fill that gap? Who can you speak to about getting your idea off the ground? Again, it's all about being proactive. You have to go above and beyond. There's no room for just being good. There's no room for just, you know, being average. Working twice as hard means doing twice the number of things that other people have to do. Being twice as proactive. Being a part of twice as many working groups, twice as many committees. It is what it is. The final thing that you need to do is to develop a reputation for excellence. Your work has to speak volumes for you as a black woman. There's no room for error. There's no room for, I missed this deadline or I made this mistake multiple times. There's no room for that. You have to develop a reputation for excellence for perfection. If you want to succeed as a black woman because of the cards that were dealt, because of the things that, you know, accompany us as we go to work as black women, this is what we have to do. Now, I was watching, I don't know if any of you watch Insecure, but I was watching Insecure the other day and I know it's not about career per se, but the scenes that have Molly who is the lawyer and she's you know high powered lawyer successful and she's trying to break through that glass ceiling and trying to do more and to see her struggle at work to see her find out that her white male counterpart makes more than her or that she tried to hobnob with the executives for them only to like you know exclude her or for her to feel like she's not progressing at the rate that she wants to progress these are real things that we deal with these are real things that black women have to deal with every single day. So in order to combat these things, in order to deal with the fact that there's no one that we can look up to in our careers at a senior levels or hardly anyone there, the fact that we have to deal with all these biases and dealing with you know not belonging and not having that level of commonality or similarity that other people have, we got to put in that work. You got to put in that work. And a lot of it is about being proactive. A lot of it is about how can I go above and beyond? What can I do that's outside of what's expected of me? You may not like it. You may not feel it's fair. But again, this is what we have to deal with. I was scrolling through the black woman at work hashtag on Twitter and to see some of the stories that these women have dealt with the fact that someone received flowers from their father and, and her co-worker was surprised she had a dad or people wanting to touch or be mesmerized by our hair like we're a science experiment or people being passed over in conversation when where they say something it's it's ignored and then someone else says it and it's like oh my gosh this is the best idea ever these are real things that happen every day. And until there's a, a complete shift in the dynamic of the workplace, this is what we're going to have to continue to deal with 
in the foreseeable future. So it's in your best interest, it's in my best interest to figure out what are the tools that we need to overcome this? What are the things that are holding us back and how can we overcome those things? And that's the point of this whole conversation. We've gotta be proactive about our network. Be intentional about who's there. We have to proactively seek out career champions. We have to be authentic and put our whole selves out there when we're at work. We have to seize those high profile opportunities and if none exist, then we create them and we have to develop a reputation for excellence. I am so excited to have been able to to talk about this topic today. And if you enjoyed this topic, then please leave a review. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please tell a friend. Part of our journey as black women to success is to make sure that as we get new knowledge, as we understand new tools and new techniques that are gonna help us in our career, that we pay it forward to other people who look like us. And one way to do that is to leave the review here, to subscribe, to tell a friend. Those things make this podcast searchable and have people be able, other women, be able to to hear what it is we talk about here and to help them navigate their career. So I wanna thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions, then you can email me at deeperthanwork at gmail.com and I will talk to you on the next episode.